Have you ever had an experience in an altered state that revealed new information that changed your current reality? Listen as the gals discuss the insights they've gained from their shamanic and plant medicine-based journeys. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey everyone, welcome to the Holy Fuck Podcast. Hey Krista. Hey Catherine. How are you today? I'm awesome. Awesome, me too. We have a fun topic today. We're both kind of... uh, I'm nice and relaxed and spaced out and <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Feeling feeling flighty from all my journeys lately. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just before we get started, we want to thank everybody for being here, for listening, for subscribing, for sharing, for all that you do. And uh, we have some a little bit of some surprises in store for you. We are going to take a journey to changing our name. And some of you know that we have been hassling a little with getting our (laughs) product out with the name of Holy Fuck on it. So today we have decided uh, to change our name. So we've used this other name for a while for workshops and things like that. And we're just going to wrap our arms around it and take it on. Now you'll still see some of our um, branding and you'll still see what you're used to seeing but the name of everything is going to change to two gals Gals soul school School. yeah but we're still going to be the holy fuck podcast under that the holy fuck podcast but just when you're looking for it on social media and looking for our website or anything else you can still type in our good old name because it'll find us (laughs) if you're on social media try us at two gals soul school that's right that's us (laughs) it's been such a journey just to even uh, come to that place of making that decision. But ultimately we feel that the work we're doing and the topics that we're talking about need to be out there in the world. So we definitely don't want this information and these topics to be stopped from the name Holy Fuck. So we're still the Holy Fuck podcast, but now you can share our podcast with other people and our workshops and our post to your friends by using the two gal soul school. So it just kind of makes it easier for those of you, and even for us sometimes, who are a little uh, hesitant to share the name with friends and family. And uh, we are not be- not being able to promote ourselves anywhere because we have been thwarted since December in using that name. So for whatever reason, whatever algorithms and things have changed, uh, we have not been able to get our word out anymore. So we are- So we're going with the flow. We're going with the flow. We're not pushing up the stream we're heading downstream and we have some the same great delicious content and we're gonna take a couple of weeks off we have decided it is time for spring break is, are we in spring or summer it's like one of those two it's like like what do you call the end of april <laughs> if we're taking may off is that spring or summer 
<laughs> oh, I'm still calling it spring because right. so far we've been uh, having a weird spring. So let's just call it I think it that's why spring. I'm confused because it's like the kids are out of school and it feels like it's summer, but it's technically spring. Yeah. Anyways, but we'll be back. We just want you to know we'll be back with some new More content than ever. and our new website. Yeah. That's right. So we're just saying thank you for everything that you've done up till now. Please don't lose us. We'll be so sad if you do. <laughs> um, and we don't know what it's going to be like to change your name and in some ways start over but we have to so we are going with the flow so having some faith having some faith here we go and in this episode ushering us into our spring break we are talking about (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about some shamanic journeys and um some new experiences with plant-based medicine Catherine and I have both had some kind of out of this world experiences in our life and today we're talking about kind of how we've even though we've both had those experiences they've come from different vantage points if you say or realms yes realms yes different ways of inducing the uh, experience i would say <laughs> might might have something to do with it so uh Christy, you want to go first and share yours? Yeah, I mean cuz it kind of has started with what I've been up to in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I've had big spiritual experiences in my life and I think I've kind of my ego got a little bit of hold of me like I can just have these spiritual experiences on my own. And in this new day and age of everybody kind of not everybody, but a lot of people experimenting with plant-based medicine, I noticed that I was having a little bit of judgment. Um, about people just getting to drink a drink (laughs) and getting to have the experience that I felt like I'd worked so hard for. And so in my judgment, I was like, you know, I don't really get to do that until I maybe try it myself. So um, I kind (laughs) of... Questioning your judgments before you try things? No, no. Why would we do that? So I've um, basically, as I've been heading into spring break, I've kind of had this attitude of, I'm just going to start trying all of these things that I've been scared of, or maybe that I've been judging, and see what it's all about. So a couple of months ago, when I was thinking of like this new, like, I just wanted to go and have this like adventure this summer, you know, I've been talking about it. And part of what I thought I was going to be doing this summer was maybe taking a traveling trip and maybe experiencing some of these plant-based medicines that I've been hearing so much about. Well, That's obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but it's probably not happening with everything going on in the world and traveling. So I've kind of, I I was like, well, how can I go on this journey without having to travel to another country or go do it in some exotic place? I'm like, well, I can just do it in my own house. (laughs) So I've been, um, (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'm going for a trip. (laughs) Going for a trip in my bedroom. And so that's kind of what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. And so far I've experienced, um, had, well, I should say three different experiences. So I've been on a roll, (laughs) y'all. And um, the last one I had. away, the mama will play. Exactly. Um, And the last one I had was just so clearing and healing and powerful and at sometimes kind of freaky. And I'm, I'm glad I had Mr. Right here right now. Um, right here, he right was, now. Yeah. And he's pretty experienced with these type of experiences. So I felt really like I was in a safe space to do everything up and doing. But what was really interesting, all three of the experiences I've had have been completely different and kind of had a different focus. But this one that I had a couple of days ago took me through like where I was seeing 
all of these like powerful women, but they were also angry. So it was almost like seeing women through different periods of time, almost like either they were either like felt like a past life that I had been in or lived, or it felt like ancestral women in my lineage who were like really like coming forward and showing their faces so I could like see that they are still like living in me. Mm. And, Do you recognize um, any of them? Joan of Arc? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was like, well, <laughs> the funniest part is that, um, I mean, I come from the South and I definitely come from an area where there's a lot of African-Americans, like that's where I grew up. And I've always felt very connected to that culture, the music, the dance, all of that type of thing. So the very first part of the experience was, why does Missy Elliott keep showing up in the beginning of my my trip? Is <laughs> like all these, like little Kim. <laughs> I was like, this is so interesting. But they had like such a fun energy, and it was almost like they wanted to like hip hop dance with me. And I was like, this is rad. So it it was almost like I was ushered into that experience with something that ver- felt very comfortable for me. Yeah, and like in this lifetime, it felt very comfortable. And then all of a sudden, it was like this old like Protestant crone, kind of like old lady. And she kind of had this cane and she was like shaking her stick at me. And I was like, yeah. And she, and I was like, whoa, like I could tell it was a little bit of like a, an English, an older English type feel to it. And, And that's definitely my heritage, but I've never really identified with it. And even though I was brought up in the Protestant church, I don't think I'd realized until this experience how much that, lineage of the religion has affected the way that people in my family have made decisions and how uptight they all are, the rigidity of it. And I'm like, oh, no wonder I make certain decisions from that perspective. Oh, but she was so angry. And I was like, okay, so that's like- Rigid. It was like a repressed feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a surprise for a Puritan. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But then the one that kind of, I think, upset me the most when it came forward, it was like my daughter just sitting there staring at me with such heavy disapproval. And um, my daughter's half Korean and half white, but she definitely identifies 95% Asian, 5% white. (laughs) And she definitely carries the Asian lineage strongly. And so in this vision, it was like her just with her arms crossed, looking at me, just kind of like shaking her head in disapproval, which has kind of like been representative of our relationship a bit. It's like, she's always been like the mom in the relationship. I'm like, whoa, let's party. And she's like, mom, you can't do that. Mom, you're breaking the rules. So she just kept looking at me and I was like, go away. Like, leave me alone. Like, let me have my trip (laughs) without you coming and like... I don't know, ruining my party. But so it was like these three different cultures coming at me. And then I went downstairs and I'm like looking in this mirror and my face morphed into this like old witch face. And I just looked at her. I was like, bitch, you need to go home. (laughs) Like I am not dealing with you tonight. And so I went upstairs and Mr. Right here right now is like, how you doing? I'm like, well, we got a lot of mean and mad old ladies coming after me right now. <laughs> and so young and old ladies. Yeah. And uh so he like 
goes out and gets like all these like eucalyptus branches and he's like coming up um, stairs with the Palo Santo. And I'm like standing there in the middle of the bedroom and he's like fanning all the smoke on me and like literally like clearing them out of the room and off of my body and everything. Cause I was, I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but it was, I was pretty upset over it because I could just feel the heaviness and the anger coming out of them. And it felt familiar to you. Yeah. So after he kind of did it, like smoked them out, I had this like thought of like, go grab this gold necklace. I I have this like big gold necklace that I bought sometime and I had no idea why I bought it. I put this necklace on and it was like, I felt like I had transformed. And what I transformed into was this like Egyptian queen feeling. And my body started like just moving like super sexy. I felt sexy. I felt like, I don't know, just like empowered and delicious. And I like, I laid down on the bed and I literally felt like the Queen of Sheba sitting there. You were the Queen of Sheba. I was the Queen of Sheba. That was something. She's been hiding um, underneath all those old white ladies for (laughs) Koreans and witches and everything. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. It was like, she's been there all along this empowered, beautiful, sexy, like some, like it was like this part. Yeah. Bejeweled, but it was like, you know, I'm like, Mr. Right here right now was like laying beside me. And it was like, he, I mean, this was like the whole other trippy part is like, he literally looked like this, like one of my Egyptian servants there, you know, like feeding (laughs) me grapes and everything. Fanning you with the palm frond. Exactly. And um, wearing a skimpy loincloth, <laughs> yeah. And what I got to experience with him is like, this is the next part of the trippy part. Before I go back and explain what was happening, but like his face, every time I looked at him, it started morphing. So he was morphing. All of a sudden, he was like this Spanish man, and then all of a sudden, he was Persian, and then he was like a, a caveman. And then he was like this mongoloid, but, but they were happening so fast. Like every time I, like I blinked, it was like this different vision of him. And then I realized that it was like getting a slideshow of, I don't know whether it was all of our different lifetimes together or just all of his lifetimes. That's what it felt like. And he was like so magnificent and beautiful in most of the lifetimes. And then all of a sudden one would come forward that was pretty terrifying and I would be like, ah! and I would like close my eyes really quickly, like, oh God, I want that one to go away. And then I'd open my eyes back up and I'd be like, oh my God, thank God he's back to like the Egyptian prince. <laughs> but it was the experience of having all of that heavy energy, the repressed, the Puritan, the like the heavy burden of like the Asian repressed woman culture. Judgmental. Judgmental. Like the culture of you're not allowed to have fun or enjoy yourself or feel the beauty, or be beautiful. It's like more about being the servant. Getting rid of all of those old ladies allowed for the one side of me that's like, no, life is meant to be enjoyed, and it's beautiful, and it's delicious, and it should be filled with like prunes and dates and grapes and cheeses and champagne and sex and beautiful bodies and oil. Don't forget the oil. Oil. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, you know, this feeling of, wow, all of those ladies have lived in me all these years, 
And oh my God, no wonder. Simultaneously. And so no wonder when I was in my earlier 40s, I started like struggling with like, how did my life get here? Like, did I really choose this? And so these last probably eight years have been this looking at these aspects of myself who've made decisions all along the way that have gotten me to my life and going like, is that really what I want? Or is that an aspect of myself that made me make decisions that aren't even really mine? And so in this moment, I'm like, oh my God, these ladies have been running my entire life. They have been the CEO, the decision makers. And had like a little witch's council or something inside you, huh? Exactly. And by getting rid of them, it's like, the it's almost like the version of myself that I want to be making the decisions in my life finally got to come out and play. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's so great. So you're feeling elated, lighter. A really feminine feeling coming out. Powerful. Without a powerful Yeah. Enough. Without the without feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. So and it also kinda of, I think a little bit plays into this quarantine time a bit because it's like in this time of quarantine where we're like you know, we can't really do a lot. And maybe some, like for me, I've been feeling maybe a little guilt over that I'm getting to enjoy myself a little bit. It's like those old women were the part that didn't want me to be able to enjoy this time. And yeah. this like Cleopatra side's like, no girl, you are where you are. Enjoy it. Enjoy the beautiful man. Enjoy the pool. Enjoy the sun. Have fun. That's great. That's so cool, Krista. Well, congratulations. That sounds like fun. And I was just going to remark on the lightness in general that I feel from you today. And it's fascinating how we would both bring in queen energy, Krista. So surprising, right? <laughs> um, so my story is a little bit Because we hate to be adored and we, like, I, well, massaged. <laughs> we, we are co-hosts of a podcast and uh, right. we're putting our voices out into the world pretty clearly sometimes. So, um, but here's the thing. So my story is really different in the way it came about and uh, and also what happened. So mine was more like a grounding in my ancestors experience rather than getting rid of all the, <laughs> the, ba- the dark voices that were keeping me away. So what happened for me is I'd been working with a shaman for a really long time and we were clearing some really, I loved working with this shaman and where do you do something like that? Is that like just well, in Ohio, your- you get to do it at her house, and okay. she lives here. <laughs> oh, okay, um, and I think in California in general, you can probably find those people. Um, and it was wonderful because there's a whole community here that does that work. It was really beautiful to be drawn into that community. But in the meantime, I was doing individual sessions, like say you would go to therapy, but they were mm-hmm. shaman sessions. So you know, you call in the four directions, and there's all this like, and you know feathers and all sorts of crazy. And this, this shamanistic tradition was from Peru. So it was very old and beautiful. And I really trusted the person that was working with me. She was lovely. So one day when we're going in our little experience of one kind or another, all of a sudden I go extremely deep into this ancestral experience, which was so super cool. And I've always had these sort of questions because I have a twin sister, or I should say I I had living with me a twin sister who has since mm-hmm. passed. But we were so opposite looking and acting, behaving and everything that it always just occurred to me as the weirdest thing. The only two girls in this generation, and we were so opposite from the second we were born. Right. And so... 
it always struck me as strange. And I, I didn't hadn't asked like a particular question, like why am I sister and I so blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know what exactly was going on that day, but what happened was that the very first thing that came in was this Scottish queen. And mm. she was so rock solid. And so she was standing at the top of this hill and the wind was blustering and I don't know, what do you call it? A knoll in Scotland or something? Mm. But anyway, she was standing at the top of this hill. It was this most beautiful experience. And she was clearly the queen. Now, not queen in the Cleopatra jewelry way that Krista got, which was super fun. <laughs> I was clearly had a rather large bit of land like Scotland that was mm-hmm. mine to take care of. And what was happening was that my people were fighting and they were dying and I couldn't make them stop. And I was looking out over these beautiful green, the verdant spring hills and the wind is lashing and I'm just in complete sadness because while I can feel this raw strength inside me, I cannot make them stop fighting. Mm. And it's so curious to me because in this life, I've lived in some very uh, sort of war-torn, traumatic, violent places and as a child. And to have that happening again uh, was really fascinating to me. Like, oh, do I keep choosing these ways, these places? So out of my past is the Scottish queen that I, it was absolutely looked like me and so powerful. And yet standing helpless and watching what was happening and not being able to stop it. So it was an interesting experience because it felt like me and it felt like I could feel every bit of the experience wasn't like I was watching it. Right. And then there was this sadness, this deep grief, but then also this power of knowing that I was doing my best and I was standing firm in whatever it was I was doing where I was standing and and not giving in to the forces of darkness or evil or whatever they were around me. So that was a super cool thing. I was like, wow. (laughs) And then right after that, it shifted. And what was next was this beautiful Native American woman sitting, you know, in the Southwestern United States. And she was definitely the medicine woman. She was holding so much power and energy and she was into the earth. You know, you could feel that kind of, she was seated on the earth and she wasn't moving for anybody. And it was not like she was sitting in any form of submission. She was sitting powerfully. And she had these two gorgeous brown haired braids with her, you know, very dark hair braided on either side coming down. She just, she was just peace and calm and beauty and quiet and all those things. And I suddenly had this moment of flashing on my twin sister and I, and my twin sister used to wear her hair in braids like that. And literally I look Scottish and my twin sister doesn't. And I had this fiery, fiery, not really fiery. What was it? (laughs) Radiant blonde hair. And 
I was always standing at the top of a hill proclaiming my sovereignty, <laughs> and I was always taking charge, and I was always running the show. One of my nicknames was Lucy from the Peanuts characters, because I was always, <laughs> as we say, bossing people around. However, I was just really being the queen, and nobody could see it in this lifetime. Damn it. Don't you know I'm a queen, guys? I'm a queen of Scotland. Come on. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that was that was me. And then to have this Native American woman come in who was so powerful and so loving in a completely different way. And my sister and I were like that. My sister was very, very spiritual. Early, early on, she was... Um, reading the I Ching in high school. And Mm. she actually did a lot of plant-based medicine um, and had a lot of big experiences with that. And she didn't look a bit like me. She looked much more like this medicine woman. She carried the energy of the medicine woman. She did. Her face was round and my face is angular. I mean, really, really, it was so trippy. So I come out of this thing and I'm like, whoa, oh my God. And I, in this lifetime, have no grandparents. I've never met any of my grandparents, which mm-hmm. has always been kind of sad to me. And I was like, oh my God, I just met my grandparents. And there's always been this little bit of a joke because we're all in my family sort of German, Irish, Scottish, British, which means you don't get any melanin in your skin. Right. Except I have people too. (laughs) I have dark melon. I tan like a brown berry. And I'm always like, how did that happen? And then I remembered that my father's family moved from the Mayflower situation to Oklahoma. To claim oh, their land. Oklahoma with the wind. goes <laughs> rolling down the trail. Yeah, I've heard that song once or twice. So here's the thing. In my lineage, I received this information. And I've never done 23andMe, and I so am going to as soon as oh, I can. yeah. But in this lineage, I could see where my sister's face, the roundness of her face, the darkness and the straightness of her hair was all through that lineage. And my lineage was super scotch, where my hair was curly and light, and I had, but I had this weird brown skin <laughs> with all that. And I was always like, where did that come from? And it came through my dad. Mm-hmm. And he was he was the Oklahoma family. So I just ha- sort of burst out laughing and I was like, somebody in my family was messing around. <laughs> And I hope they had permission because this woman was not going to let anybody mess around with her if they didn't, if she didn't want them to. So I'm assuming there was permission. And I just love the idea that this waspy family that I come from that was so puritanical and so controlled and so British and so like Protestant, all that crap, had this like beautiful native, wise, dark, flower essentially of a woman and i i am both right you know and but the I, thing is is when we don't know about you know the wildflower part being in there we are kind of forced to identify with the protestant british you know that side because that's all we think that we come from and right. then for it to be revealed that oh maybe there's something else i mean like i would love to see the difference between your dna and your sister's dna yeah, well, I guess we won't in, be able to do that. Well, a piece of hair. I don't know. If, if, I if guess it were we have ever a, I possible, I because here's the thing. Some. My sister and I did the DNA testing, and same mother, same father, and very similar in the DNA structure that came back, but mine was way more heavy on the British percentage 
and the English and the That's German That's why you're side. so repressed, Krista. Right. And hers was more heavy on the Greek and the Met- her percentage was way heavier in the Mediterranean. Oh, that makes so much sense. Italian side. She's very olive and dark skin and brown eyes, and I'm very white and blue eyed. But you would think because we had the same parents that we would have the same percentage. So interesting. And you just don't. So I know you guys are twins, and I'm not sure whether you're the twins who would share the exact DNA or have no, some no, we're fraternal. We're fraternalist twins. But and I just want to finish by saying this amazing piece of this story because, of course, when you come out of these experiences, they're so real, and you're like. And, and it, everything yeah. gets reorganized around this reality. And neither of these women were who I was being in my life in some ways. And mm. the, the power that the Scottish queen had was not the power I was carrying. Now, I've always been powerful. That's not, that's not really the issue. But the way and that directness right. and that fierceness that she was protecting her people to the best of her ability and then had to let go and knew that and still suffered with it, but did not quit, did not walk away and stood at the top of that mountain or knoll or whatever it is. <laughs> but it was just so, and I could feel her like she was me. When we switched over to the Native American woman, I could feel a piece of her, but not like she was me. Right. I could, I could see her as my grandmother. I could see her as a source of wisdom inside me and, and guidance, but I, I couldn't feel her as me, so to speak, in the same way, right? So I, so I definitely knew that the lineage was so carried by my sister from that and mine, while I still got all the skin to remind me that I wasn't just the queen, but I was also in the native, more um, indigenous culture that I had that in me guiding me to probably was a good balancing effect for me. So kind of what we're talking about is, you know, having these experiences in altered state. And what's great is that you had a this altered state experience without any extracurricular um, plant substances, medicine. plant medicine. And I chose to do the plant medicine, yet we both had these experiences that were not of this world. And so what we're talking about is, you know, what was it that was revealed through those experiences right. that have changed our now current reality. So how do you think having that experience, like what did you take away from it? Oh, so much power as a woman, so much awareness that within me already all those things existed and all my all my small stories, almost in some ways like the reverse of your experience or, or maybe just slightly differently, all of the small stories just faded away. Mm. And it was just... And, and not overnight, but they seem to for that, especially right away, was this, I, was this feeling of like, oh, my God. You know, if you, if you were to open up, you know, a notebook and suddenly somebody's saying, this is your great-grandmother. And like, oh, my God, she was the squ- queen of Scotland. There's a picture of her standing right. on a knoll, like with the wind whipping around. Almost that, not almost, that real and feeling tone really real into my body. Feeling tone meaning how you experience something, Right. And the same with that other more quiet, more centered, more deeply powerful. And I saw the potential of my sister and I, Mm. the way that our energies work together. And that since she's passed, I've actually pulled in. It's right after she passed, I chose to become a minister. And that's when that energy started to really come into my body. The uh, more of the Native American and... 
I really have to do 23andMe after this because I really, (laughs) this is all very real on some level for me. And I don't know if it's real on the DNA level. And I don't, that doesn't actually matter. But it doesn't even matter. It's about, you know, whether it brought you a a sense of peace or healing in some way. Because it's like, like, you know, I'm looking at this Egyptian queen and I'm like, I have always kind of moved about the world in kind of a sexy, playful way but always with this kind of like shroud around it of it's really not okay to be that way. And And it's kind of young, maybe kind of young. And now this is the like grounding of turning you into this like queen woman. Take me seriously. This is okay for me to be this. Yeah. And it's, it's feels very playful and light. And it's almost like I've been living my life flogging myself with the sins of the people you know that have come before me or with the carrying the burdens of the people who have come before me. So yes. we're also kind of talking about how well, I know I well I don't know if you do this or not but you know with certain clients where there's definitely opportunities I don't usually flog my clients just not I wasn't talking about flogging. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say walking them through some past life going back into their lineage and doing some healing around what they're carrying forward so that our future generations of family don't have to continue carrying the mantle in a way you know it's like and and you know that cool thing that we always say we always say this (laughs) is that when you heal you heal backwards and forwards because time doesn't exist in a linear fashion time exists in space and time and across time like an accordion so when we start healing these big mysteries and these big influences that aren't necessarily healthy, that keep us down. This is part of women's empowerment is to really remember, you know, many, 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 many of us came from the same part of the world and through the same experiences. And some of those were pretty dark experiences. And yeah, I still feel my daughter, like, I think that's kind of what I'm realizing is that my my daughter's super fun and she has a lot of my personality in her, but because she identifies so heavily with her Asian culture, I can see how the same thing is happening with her. It's like ah. she she's very rule-oriented in the morals and not breaking the codes and, you know, social justice and why aren't, you know, she just Yeah, we hear it's you. like there's this yeah. huge fun side of her that's there, but it she I was going to say flogs herself, but she's, she, it's almost like she puts the punishment on her, on herself. Mm-hmm. She, she does not dumb, fully allow herself. She quiets herself. it down or something. Yeah. Like so that. I'm thinking, God, what can, and just in this moment, I'm having this realization of if I am looking to heal past, present, future with my family, what is it that I could be doing to help her not have to carry this burden for the next 20? Like, she's going to eventually clear this, just like I'm going to eventually clear it. You're going to eventually clear it. But does she need to take the next 20 years doing this? Or is there something that I can come into acceptance around with regards to, let's just deal with the Asian aspect? Yes, Krista, because this is exactly what we're saying. It's like you heal forward and back, right? So as you do your work, because you're saying the one that's still hanging around is the Asian one. And there could be a variety of reasons for that. But, you know, as that comes up and you start really dealing with it, it's going to lift from her too. There is no way it doesn't. We all are connected f- through time, eternity, and whatever. And this is this is like, these experiences are amazing and they take us places and they're real. 
They're not. And, and I'm also just now in this moment realizing how much struggle in my marriage had to do with my ex's parents and their Asian culture because mm. I was so resistant to any of the bowing, any of the bowing down to the elders that, you know, in the, which it's such a beautiful part of the Asian culture, the way they honor their elders. But because I was brought up in this Protestant world and we don't really have that, it felt very awkward and uncomfortable to go in and be submissive. So right. there were, and so they were wanting me to be submissive in a way. And I was like, oh my God, I just can't. I cannot do it. And I would physically get upset and. It was, like, it was like going backwards in time. Like we've worked so hard to be free in the, as American woman, as American women in this culture, and then to have people going like, "Okay, will you bow down to me? And will you dress up and put this dress on so we can parade you around?" It just was bizarre to me, and it caused a lot of problems in the marriage. It was really funny because you're talking about this Asian woman inside you that looks like your daughter, but could be a long time before and or a long time after, mm-hmm. and and. She's been in there and she's the one that was saying, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going back there to do that again because I already did that in mm-hmm. the past. But, but my, yet- my daughter represents the, the present day and age version of that. Yeah. And now that I'm that. thinking about it, my mom's grandmother really represents the Protestant because she was the minister's wife too. Mm. So I, even though I wasn't brought up around her, it, I can see that her belief system was passed down to my mom's belief system. And even though my mom was loosening the reins on all of that, it was still, there's a this thread going into me. And even though I've been loosening the threads on it, there's still the piece that's in my daughter. Yeah. And now hers is complicated because of your ex-husband. <laughs> so she's got the Korean piece to carry. But right. I, this is the great part. First of all, this is all discovery. It's all pulling in other realms of life and allowing ourselves to live in the what we call imaginal realm which is not in imagination exactly it's where all of these possibilities exist and we pull the pieces out that are for us and we use them to live our life with like i was stronger the day after i was a scottish queen and a native american medicine woman there is no question Oh, I did not want to take my gold necklace off. I bet you did <laughs> I was not. Like, I was wearing it, making I'm coffee. I'm surprised in the morning. you weren't here wearing it today. All you have. Well, is it's little... funny because when I first bought that necklace, there was a part of me that felt un- almost uncomfortable putting it on, almost like I didn't have the right to put it on. And that night, I grabbed that thing. I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And I just <laughs> stuck it on, and it was like, Whoa! like it was like the most amazing feeling. Yeah, there's some good Egyptian goddesses in there, I'm sure. They got to wear those big gold necklaces. And anyway, it's a very, very beautiful story, Krista. And I certainly felt gifted by mine. And none of this has to be real in the form of this reality today, current. But these are things that are in our lineage. Like archetypes that are in us. Yeah. and, And, you know, Carl Jung would say, you know, the collective unconscious, these these stories are the lineage of women and women mm-hmm. carry many, many, many stories that are hard and that were where they were put down and all that. Let's, let's celebrate these stories where we get to let go of some of those stories and go to the power. Remember when the matriarch was 
Mm. calling the shots and gently and kindly. Now, I don't know about this Scottish one. I'm not sure she was gently and kindly, <laughs> but I could tell that that Native American one was for sure. Yeah, so. and the Egyptian one definitely was, right? It's when the women were in power, and that's why it felt so delicious to go back to. So it was like, that's where we started from, is women being so revered. And then we've gone through the, these time periods where women haven't been, and now we're in the place of transitioning, hopefully, back into our power. So what I'm really hearing in my mind is, ooh, I've got a lot of forgiveness to do mm. around, like even the way I was talking about these women in the beginning, like, oh, these bitches need to get out of my bedroom. It's like, cause it was like, it's either, it's either them or me, like who's going to survive. Yeah. I heard that. And in, instead of now like being in the againstness of it, it's like, mo- like moving forward, I need to, or I would like to move into the forgiveness around whatever I'm judging about those cultures and what they've had to go through. And instead of putting them on the outside and saying, go away, it's just like loving them and absorbing them in and inviting them to have a, a smaller seat at the table. <laughs> well, you know, that, that what you do with your grandparents, it's like, you know, they, as they fade out, you know, they just have less and less influence, but you always revere and respect them and you always mm-hmm. honor them. So it's that way. It's like your lineage. It's like it's getting in the right order. Like, so that the queen is coming forward, the power is coming forward, and the things that were the holder holding you back get to drop back. And I I do what I love about what you're just saying, Chris, I want to say is the idea that now that the journey is over, there's more work to be done is actually one of the most important parts of the story because. For you, you see, oh, I was pushing them away in the journey, and now mm-hmm. I want to bring them back in. And this, to me, is the whole point of the age we're in right now, is the bringing together of everything, the integrating of everything, the masculine, the feminine, the old, the young, the new, the, the Asian, the American, the God knows Americans are everything, but the, you know, the Asian, the white, the black, everything all these cultures and finally making peace with everyone. And that was, oh, that was the part I wanted to add about like the African-American women, like they represented all of the fun and the life and the power. And so I just, I, I don't know. I love that part. I love Missy Elliott. (laughs) I love that my trip was just like, so me and like hip hop music and rap music and that she's kind of the one that ushered me in to meet <laughs> these old crabby white we- women or, or, or past Asian women. I don't know. They're very but, funny. Very funny. Yeah. Well, this has been a really fun conversation uh, with you, Krista, about this. And I hope Let's it- see what I get into next week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm already uh, planning my next, next week. We're on spring break. So you just go have some fun and we yeah, will it's not be... gonna, spring break's not going to stop me though from. Uh, oh no, 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 fun, no! So. <laughs> I sadly, um, I'm actually thinking you might go in the other direction, but we'll see what happens when we get back, yes, and we'll see and what we mischief uh, Mr. Delicious and I can get up in. Get up in. <laughs> uh, I bet you can get up. In Let's the see what things. mischief Mr. Delicious and I can get up in uh, over uh, the next couple of weeks until we see you again. So remember, yes. we're going to be two gals soul school with the Holy Fuck podcast. Um, and we hope you look for us and like us and subscribe and all that, whatever way. And you go have back to and listen that. to some of our old episodes in the next couple of weeks. And we will we give can... them to you. We yeah. Threw one out yesterday. 
So uh, go check it out, Blast from the Past. And I believe it was about getting back on the horse. (laughs) So you might want to check that one out. We love you guys so much. We are so happy to be able to do this podcast and to have an audience like you. And we have one thing to say as we leave together. Spread spread the love. love. We love y'all. Bye.